Welcome to the TSO Podcast. I'm Kathleen Kajioka from the New Classical FM. Great composers transcend any sort of limitations. That's TSO Concertmaster Jonathan Crow. You'll hear more from him later in the show. First, my co-host, TSO Principal Bass Jeff Beecher, has been taking you along the TSO's tour of Israel and Europe by sending transatlantic postcards. We have the final one here for you now. Let's check out what he has to say as this historic tour comes to an end. Take a listen. Good evening, Kathleen, and to all the Sunday Night with the TSO listeners out there. Your Toronto Symphony is a very happy orchestra right now. We've just come from performances in Prague, two phenomenal sold-out concerts in Smetna Hall. When we're on tour, there is always a feeling of excitement. It's a thrill to play for so many new listeners in fantastic locations. But playing in Prague wasn't just musical tourism for the TSO. The orchestra shares a deep connection with the city of Prague and the Czech Philharmonic, all because of one legendary TSO music director, whose story resonates even deeper for us since visiting Yad Vashem in Jerusalem. Carl Antrell was born in Bohemia in 1908 and studied at the Prague Conservatory, and he quickly became a very successful conductor. With the outbreak of World War II, his conducting work for Czech radio was interrupted. Antrell, his wife, and young son were first sent to the Theresienstadt concentration camp and then to Auschwitz. Tragically, only Antrell came out of Auschwitz alive. After the war, Antrell became the artistic director of the Czech Philharmonic for 18 years. But after conflict erupted there, Antrell emigrated to Toronto and served as the TSO's music director until he died in 1973. His work with the TSO is dearly remembered by all. Everyone was talking backstage about what a privilege it was to play Dvorak's Seventh Symphony under him. And all of this history and emotion was present when the TSO performed that very piece in Prague on Friday. And now, in just a few minutes, we'll take the stage again here in Essen, Germany, and play the final concert of this TSO tour of Israel and Europe. It's been an incredible two weeks of passionate music making, inspired by some of the world's richest cultures. The orchestra sounded phenomenal throughout, proudly representing the best of Toronto and Canada. And in a few days, after a little rest and a little laundry, we are so excited to see all of you again back home in Roy Thompson Hall. That was Jeff's final postcard from the TSO's tour of Israel and Europe. Check out tso.ca slash radio for more stunning videos from the tour. You're listening to the TSO Podcast. Stay with us. Our next guest is TSO Concertmaster Jonathan Crow. Before taking on his role with the TSO, Crow was Concertmaster in Montreal. During his tenure there, he was the youngest Concertmaster of a major North American orchestra. Crow is a founding member of the New Orford String Quartet and an associate professor of violin at the University of Toronto. Jeff caught up with Jonathan Crow backstage to find out more about this week's performances. Take a listen. Jonathan, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. So, Jonathan, earlier in the season, you did a beautiful performance of The Lark Ascending by Vaughn Williams. How was that for you as a performer? You know, Lark Ascending is one of the, the great violin pieces, but it's, it's a little bit intimidating, right? When you, when you have a piece which is voted the greatest piece of all time and stuff by all the listeners to the radio and stuff, suddenly you start kind of thinking about that while you're playing it. Actually, I really enjoyed the concert. I, th- I think it went well, but it's, it's one of those kind of violin pieces that you start thinking about all the other great violinists that have played it and how amazing the music is and how difficult it is to live up to that. So your next turn as soloist with the TSO is a very different matter, though. It's Alban Berg's Violin Concerto. Tell us a little bit about the piece, maybe something about the inspiration and, and really what it means to you as a, as a player. Yeah, of course, uh, Berg was asked to write a violin concerto by Louis Krasner. And uh, Berg originally said no. He thought that just writing for the violin wasn't his thing. 
but Krasner convinced him, and Berg decided to get to work on it. He was writing his opera Lulu at the time. And in the middle of the time writing this, a family friend, Manon Gropius, who's the daughter of Alma Mahler, died from polio. And this affected Berg very, very deeply. And he, he dropped work on Lulu and started writing the violin concerto, dedicating it to the memory of an angel. And it's funny because when we think of Berg, you know, he's kind of a scary figure in music. He writes weird atonal stuff and tone rows, whatever those are, right? And things that are not supposed to be beautiful. But it's actually one of the most beautiful pieces ever written. Like it, he manages to take this form of kind of atonal music where he writes in notes that don't repeat and turns it into the most beautiful thing, actually in a way kind of connected to the Lark Ascending. It's just the, the sheer beauty of the orchestration, the way he writes these these melodies for the violin is just incredible. Um, it's a funny piece as a violinist because it starts with these open strings, which is supposed to be kind of not making fun of, but, you know, kind of channeling the tuning of a, of a violin. And then the second movement starts with kind of cacophony. And this is supposed to be the sound of the orchestra warming up before the concert. So anybody that comes to the performance will be able to hear this, right? You'll be able to hear me warming up backstage right before the concert. And then that's the beginning of the concerto. And then as you hear the second movement, you can channel what you heard right before of the orchestra practicing on stage. So you were speaking earlier about tone rows and second V&E school and, and things that to the initiated listener may be something of a, a bit of a non-starter for them. As a, as a musician and as, a, as a really a patron of the arts yourself, do you go to concerts? Are you interested in playing the quartets or seeing Lulu? Or really, if you see Berg, are you excited or are you scared? No, I think it's amazing stuff. And when you think about composers, great composers transcend any sort of limitations, right? So when you think about Brahms, he was writing in the classical style. So he wrote with a structure that was imposed on him, right? He had sonata form. You had to start with an exposition. Then you did all this stuff. And when you think about this as a listener, you think, oh, my gosh, that must be so boring. Why would you constrain yourself like that? But when you have a great composer, it doesn't matter. They transcend it. So Berg writes with an emotion and a kind of commitment, a visceral intensity that transcends anything. So a lot of his early works are entirely tonal. And then the late works are entirely not. And it doesn't matter at all. Like Lulu is one of the great operas of all time. And anybody that listens to it and isn't emotionally moved, well, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to imagine. For you, what, what do you draw on when you're trying to get in that kind of melancholic mood? Is there something that are you, you going into your deep uh, emotional memories? Or are you, for you, what, what, what draws your inspiration out? Yeah, it's funny. It's kind of like method acting or something. Um, I wouldn't say I do that sort of thing. In a way, it, it's enough to kind of imagine his mind state as he was writing the piece. You know, he died later in the year. He never did finish Lulu. And the piece, in a way, becomes a little bit of a requiem for him. And it's, he tried, died of a bee sting, which is so kind of unbearably tragic and ridiculous. And somehow it seems like he maybe knew that. He really threw himself into this violin concerto as he was writing it. And kind of like he tore through it incredibly fast. And his wife asked him, like, why, why are you writing this so quickly, right? It's like he, he felt the need to get it done and get it finished. And we didn't know why. And maybe he didn't know why. But, it, you know, it, it worked out in the end that he had to. Otherwise, he never would have finished it. Jonathan, I know you've got a great history with a lot of the war horses, the Tchaikovsky's, uh, with the Berg. Is this uh, a piece you've played before, or is this your first time? You know, it's actually a piece I've wanted to do for a very, very long time, but never had the opportunity, so I'm, I'm really happy to have this chance. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. That was TSO Concertmaster Jonathan Crow. Catch him center stage with the TSO this Friday and Saturday as he performs Berg's Violin Concerto. That brings us to the end of this week's TSO podcast. Don't forget, let us know what you think of the show. Send an email to community at tso.ca or leave a note on our Facebook or Twitter pages. 
For more music and stories from the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, join us on Sunday night with the TSO. That's every Sunday at 8 p.m. on the new Classical FM. I'm Kathleen Kajioka. Join us next Monday for another episode of the TSO Podcast.